Good evening. Hope all of you are doing well. Michael Feeder and I are the only ones in person. Uh, but it's uh, great to have all of you online. And uh, for those who may come in the next few minutes, it would be great. Uh, we are learning Maseches Sukkah, Daf Mem Test tonight. And we're starting toward the bottom of Mem Chesmet Beis at the two dots that are, uh, where is it? It's the two dots that are, oh, sorry, I'm on the wrong page here. Oh. And the Gemara, we're starting from, Huh, where are we starting from? Umenu Kavim, oh, there it is. Five lines into the wide lines. Sorry, there were too many two dots there. Uh, five lines into the wide lines, and it says, Umenu Kavim Kimen Beis Chotmen. So we learned yesterday that the Nisu Chamaim was done on the Mizbech, and there were these two bowls, discussion of what they were made out of, um, and uh, they had different uh, holes in them that were similar to that of nostrils, as is the Gemara's comparison. And the Gemara wants to say that because the holes were of different sizes, Maybe we should say that our Mishnah, which speaks about the Nisu Chamaim and the Nisu Chayayin going into these containers, maybe it should be like Rabbi Yehuda. Why should it be like Rabbi Yehuda? It's not because the Mishnah writes, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, that it was a log, it was a, a log, one log of, um, of the Nisu Chamaim. And Rashi highlights that the wine was three login. So that doesn't, it, it would make sense that one should, there, there should be two different sizes and therefore there, therefore there should be two different holes. Because according to the Rabbanon, the Nisu Chamaim and the Nisu Chayayin were both three login. So says the Gemara, no. We could even say that our Mishnah is like the sheets of the Rabbanon because Chamra Samich, wine is thicker and, um, and Maya Kalish, and water is thinner. So that's why it even, they're the, that's why that even according to the Rabbanon, it would still be the case that one takes longer to drain. That's the wine, and therefore it needed a little bit of a larger hole. And Hachanami Mistabra, this is also reasonable to assume that our mission is actually not like Rabbi Yehuda, because says the Gemara, if it were Rabbi Yehuda, we already have precedent for the language that Rabbi Yehuda should have used in such a case. And the precedents for language should have been Rachav and Katsar. The Rabbi Yehuda, instead of saying that uh, it's base Chomten and one is Dak and one is Meuve. That's not Rabbi Yehuda's language because Rabbi Yehuda would have said, Di'i Rabbi Yehuda, The Tanya, where's the Brisa where we see the precedence of Rabbi Yehuda's language? The Tanya, the Brisa writes five lines from the bottom on Memchas Mem Medbeis. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Shnei uh, Kashvaos Hayusham. There were two. Um, two kalim there, echad shel mayim echad shel yayin, one of water, one of wine, shel yayin piha rachav, its uh, opening was rachav, was wider, he doesn't say me'uve, like we have in our case, and shel mayim piha katsar, so he has a totally different language, kadeshu shneim kalin mamina, because we see in our Mishnah that it does not use the language of Rabbi Yehuda, rachav and katsar, but rather it uses the language of me'uve and dak, so therefore it must be that our Mishnah is like the Rabbanan and not like Rabbi Yehuda, shmamina. Uh, we said Ma'arbo Shalmaim, and then the Mishnah told us the story about the case of the Tzaduki, the Tzaduki who doesn't believe in Nisu Chamaim because the, the way that we do it is Namafurish and Chomish. So he poured it on his feet. So we said he had to raise up his hand. That was what our Mishnah said. You have to raise up your hand in order to do the Nisu Chamaim. So it says the Gemara Tanura Abana Maisa B'Tzaduki Echad Echal Gabe Raglav, that uh, there was a person, a, a Tzaduki, who was standing up there on the Mizbech. And he poured the water for Nisu Chamaim on his on his on his feet instead of in the kli, and says the Gemara Urgamu who kol ha'am and everybody threw their esrogim at him, um, and then veoso hayom on that day nifkema keren hamizbeach on that day 
because people were throwing stuff at him, the Karen on the Mizbech, as we know, the Mizbech at each of the four corners had a, had a bit of a, of a square a rectangular, a square shape that was at its top, an ama by an ama, and that was at the top on each corner. And that day when they were throwing something, they were nifkama Karen the Mizbech, they broke the Mizbech. And says the Gemar, they brought some type of salt mixture um, and they, they filled in the gaps. But the Gemara highlights that this filling it in with the salt didn't change anything halachically. Says the Gemara, this salt filling in the gaps of the broken karen, of the broken uh, corner of the Mizbech would not make it kosher lavodah, just because it doesn't look good. How do we know, says the Gemara on the top of Mem Testament Aleph, that if the Karen is broken, that if the corners of the Mizbech are broken, that it is not kosher for avodah? Because the Gemara says on the top of Mem Testament Aleph, these are four categorical psulim of the Mizbech. It needs a ramp, it needs the corners, it needs a yesod, and it, which is, of course, at the very bottom, which was only on two sides. And it has to also be a ribua. It has to be squared out. The ribua we're somewhat familiar with from tefillin. There's sometimes shilas. If you're, the, the corners of your bottom get very rounded, it's very rare for someone to have a real halachic issue with that. But if your tefillin seem to be very rounded at the corners, you should ask a, a competent posek. But that's how, how the Gemara knows that even uh, when they took the salt to fill in the pelt mark or however it chipped, whatever it was, when they took the salt mixture to put it against the karen, it didn't solve any problems. Just interesting to note that Rashi toward the bottom of Memchesim at Bez indicates that they were throwing rocks. Uh, that's what Rashi says in Dibur Hamaschil, Nifkim Karen Hamizbech, two lines from the bottom. Rashi says, Al Yudei Avanim Shezar Kubo. So that's interesting to note because the Bryce of the Tosefta doesn't say that. Maybe Rashi had a different version of the Tosefta. That's a possibility. Unclear as to how Rashi got to uh, Avanim when the when the Brisa, when the Tos- Brisa here says explicitly that they were throwing um, Esrogan. Uh, one point of argument, the Gemara says on the top of Mem Tesmod Aleph, is that while the Tanakhama holds that those four things are the categorical psulim in the Mizbech, Rabbi Yossi Bar Yehuda Omer Afa Sovev, the Sovev was a band around the middle of the Mizbech, he says that is also categorical in its nature and it needs to be there, and if it's not there, it's not kosher. Now we're going to see two different shitas in the Gemara about where the liquids drain to. When they did the Nisuch HaMayim, when they did the Nisuch HaYayim, where did it go? Did it go to this space, this place that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created by the, by the beginning of the world, an endless pit that was underneath the Mizbeach? Or no, was it going to a space, a little, a little uh, container, that, a, little, a little cistern of sorts that they built under the Mizbeach? That is subject to a machlokas. And then we're going to analyze that a little bit on the top of the Yom Bez, and the rest of the, of the day will be Divri Agarata. So let's learn Shita number one. Says the Gemara, Amar Rabba Bar Barchana, Amar Rav Yochanan. Shisin, Nivru. The Shisin, the uh, the massive uh, uh, hole underground, the canyon of sorts that was underground by the Mizbech, where the wine would go into, uh, of the Nisuch Hayan that would go into, was from Sheshis Mebreshis. No human being created it, it was always there. How do we know? Shneemar, Chamukei Rechayach, Kmo Chaloim, Asayade Amma, Pasuk and Shirashim, Chamukei Rechayach, the legs that were hidden, the thighs that were hidden, Kmo Chaloim, and had a comparison to jewelry. We'll see a little bit later about this. Masayade Amman, it was made by an artisan. Says the Gemara, what's Chamukei Rechayach? What is the hidden of the legs? So says the Gemara, this is a reference, Elu Hashisin. This is a reference to these very, very deep pits that were underneath the Mizbeach, underneath the Beis HaMikdash. And it would receive, quote unquote, the, the, the Nisuch Hayayim. 
the Yayin Eser. Says the Gemara, Kamo Chalayim, what does that mean? Shemecholalin, a play on the words of Mecholalin, Shemecholalin, Behom, it goes all the way down, an endless pit. You can't even see the bottom. The wine would go all the way down. What does the Pasuk mean when it says, Maisei de Aman, that it was made by an artisan? Zem, Maisei de Unaso, Shela Kodesh Baruch Hu. Kodesh Baruch Hu was the one that created this. This is all approach number one. We're going to see a couple more sources in this camp. But again, approach number one is that with the, with the Nisu Chayayim, the water and the Nisu Chamaim as well, it would drip down into this endless pit underneath that was made during Sheshis and Mebreshis. More Mara Mekomos to support this. Tana de Be'er The word Breshis itself. Al-Tikri Breshis, Ela Bara Shis is that we created this, uh, he created this massive underground canyon. Tanya and Abrais as well, that we know that there is this endless pit underneath the Mizbech that goes all the way down to the depths of the earth, as the Pasuk writes, I'm going to sing a song to my beloved. This is a Pasuk from Sefer Yeshaya, and Yeshaya is talking to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Shiraz Dodi Lekarmo. It's a song to HaKadosh Baruch Hu about Karmo, about his nation, about the vineyards, about his nation. Kerem my, my beloved had a vineyard, Bikeren uh, Ben Shemen, and it was in a, a beautiful, saturated, uh, well-to-do, fertile ground. So it was growing very nicely. And they took care of themselves in this Kerem. They put up fencing and they removed all the rocks. And they planted Sorek. We'll see what that means. But even Migdal, they built a tower. Let me just read this the right way. The Gam says the Gemara, the Pasuk, Yekev Chatzev. They also, Yekev Chatzev, they also did Yekev Chatzev, we'll see what that means in the Gemara. So let's see. When they planted Sorek, that's what the Jews did. Obviously, it's all a mashal. The Jews are the Kerem, they're the vineyard. And they were living in fertile ground, meaning in Yerushalayim. And when the Pasuk says that they were Vayita, Vayat Ehu Sorek, what is Sorek? That's the base of Mikdash. What does the Pasuk mean when it says, Vayiven Migdal Besocho, that they built a tower in, in its midst? Zehamizbech, within the base of Mikdash, they What's vegam yekev chatzebo? Elu hashisin. So the Brisa says that when it says yekev chatzebo, that there was something that was carved out, that the, that the master of the world carved out something. He was carving out the canyon underneath the base of underneath the mizbeach, that would then be the be the receiving end of the nisuch hamayim and nisuch hayayin. Six lines from the bottom, Mem Tesamad Aleph. Tanya, here is version two. So, so far we've learned that the Nisuch Hayayin and Nisuch Hamayim would drip down into this endless pit that HaKadosh Baruch Hu made. But that's not the approach of all of the Tanaim. Five, six lines from the bottom, Tanya, Amar Rebbe Lazar Bar Tzadok, Lul Katan Hayabain Kevesh Lamizbeach. In between the ramp and the Mizbeach, there was a small gap. Bema'aravo Shel Kevesh, on the western side of the Kevesh, once every 70 years, they would lower young, uh, small kohanim into this, uh, into this lul, into this uh, man-made sister, not a god-made, not a god-made canyon. And, and then they would take all of the wine that was there that over time had dehydrated and congealed. And it was Shadoma It looked like a cake of sorts. So then they would burn it biktusha. So the Pasuk indicates a totally different approach that oh, the Pasuk indicates that you would then have to burn it. We'll see the drush on the top of Mem Testament Beis in a moment. But this version two of the Gemara is that no, not like the first half of this Amud, first two thirds of this Amud, where, where it seemed very clear that a Kaddish Baruch Hu had created 
this major uh, opening under the ground to receive the Nisu Chayayin and the Nisu Chamayim. That's not the case. Rather, it was a lul, it was a man-made type of container that would receive this. And every 70 years, uh, one of the smaller Kohanim would go pull out the congealed um, blood and he would, the congealed wine, and he would burn it. It says the Gemara on the top of Mem Testament Beis, it does look like a meaty dock, but a lot of it is Agarata. So it says the Gemara, Kishem Shani Sucha Bektusha, just like when the Nisuch was done, just like when the Nisuch was done, it was done Bektusha. Kach Srefa, so Bektusha, so too, the Srefa needs to be Bektusha. My Mashma, how do we know that this is true? Amaravina, Asya Kodesh, Kodesh, we have a Xera Shava. Ksiv Hacha, by Kodesh Asech Nesech, in our case that we were talking about earlier, that's by Kodesh Asech Nesech, by Nisuch Hayayin. Uksiv Hasam, and it says in another case, by Nosar, it has, that it also has that it has to be burned biktusha. So therefore, we see bigzera shava that the wine which has congealed since it was nisucho biktusha, so therefore the sreif has to be biktusha. Four lines down, the Gemara says, "Keman Hold on one second. I, I want to look back at our Mishnah, and the Gemara asks the following question: What does the Mishnah say? Nesachim betchila. It's not our Mishnah actually, but nesachim betchila moalin behem. Your dulashisin ain moalin behem. This is what a Mishnah says. The Mishnah writes that if um, the, if you, one takes the Nesachim in the beginning and they use it in a way that they're not allowed to use it, of course we know that that's called Me'ila. Me'ila is when you misuse that which has Kedusha to it. So if a person is about to do Nisu Chayayin, and then he decides to make a Borei Priyagafen and take a drink, it's totally inappropriate. So that, that's Me'ila. So Nesachim Betchila, in the beginning, a part of the process, namely, before you do the Nisu Chayayin, if you take a drink, if you misuse it, so then the halacha is that you violate Me'ila. However, Yardu L'Shisin Ein Mo'alin Bahen. But if a person were to go down into the Shisin, into this room, the room that we're trying to figure out what it is. We saw two approaches. One approach is that it was a God-made canyon, and the other approach is that it's a man-made sister. So Yardu the Shisin, if he went down there, then Ein Mo'alin Bahen. So says the Gemara, there's two ways to understand this Mishnah, Lema. Maybe we should say, Rebbe Lazar Bar Tzadokhi, the second approach. Maybe we should say that this Mishnah is implying that it's really a lul katan, that it's just a small room, a small little cistern to collect all of the wine. Di Rabbanon, because according to the Rabbanon, who say that it was a huge canyon, um, what, what do you mean that you took the wine afterwards? It's dripped, it, it drips all the way down to an unreachable place. That can't be it. So therefore the Gemara posits that maybe we should assume that when we see in this Mishnah that it's possible uh, that it's possible to access the wine in the Shisin. It must therefore be approach number two of Rebbe Lazar Sadok, says the Gemara, first of the long line, we could even understand this according to the opinion of the Rabbanon, according to the opinion that there's a canyon, and says the Gemara, it's where you basically uh, were able to access as it was dripping down. Take a look at Rashi. Rashi is on the fourth line. Of the fourth line are very long. They're across the whole top of the page. And toward the end of that fourth line, you're, it still could be the Rabbanan. You, you took a basket, you took a, a, a pail, you tied a string, and you put it down underneath where they were doing the Nisu Chayayin, and you captured some. So no reason why it can't be the Rabbanan. Vika de Amre, second of the widest lines, 
Some say that the question based on this Mishnah was asked a little bit differently. Maybe we should say that this Mishnah is more like the opinion of the Rabbanon, not like Rebbe Lazar Bar Tzadik. How so? If it were to be the approach of Rebbe Lazar, that it was man-made, so then Akati then we should then assume that the Kedusha still applies. The Nisu Chayayin, yes, the mitzvah was done, but it's just sitting there 10 feet below the Mizbech, 15 feet below the Mizbech, we're in a, in a little cistern collecting. Why would we not assume that there's Kedusha there? And therefore, it, it implies that maybe we should assume that it's like the Rabbanon. So says the Gemara as follows, we could even say that this is according to the opinion of Rebbe Lazar, because this is a principle that we've learned a couple of times already. You can see the Marimakomos on the side, that once a mitzvah is done, then you are no longer able to do me'ila. We saw that there are some exceptions to the rule, not for now. Says the Gemara, uh, a, a, a little, uh, it's connected, but not part of this machlokes anymore. Amarish Lakish, Bizman Shemanaschen Yain al Gabe, Hamizbeach, when a person is doing Nisuch Ayain on the Mizbeach, Pokekin es Hashisin, one pl- plugs up the holes of the bowls that will then lead down into the underbelly of the Mizbeach. The Kaim Mashanemar, in order to fulfill what the Pasik says, Bakodesh Haseich Nesech Shechar la Hashem says the Gemara that that's what they did. They wouldn't just pour the wine in and let it drain immediately. They would pour the wine in with the holes plugged up and they would make sure that there was first a collection of wine. And only then after it looked full, then they would pull the plug out and then all of the wine would go down. My mashma, where is this learned from? So the Gemara answers about a quarter of the way down, Amar Papa, Sheikharts, we learn it from the word of Sheikharts, Lashon Shasia, Lashon Sevia, Lashon Shikhras. It's a language of drinking, a language of being satisfied from drinking, and a language of, of getting of getting inebriated. And Amar Papa, Shmami Naki, Sava Inishamra, when a person, person is being satiated with wine, Migrone Sava, it's with a mouthful of wine. That's how people normally get satiated with wine, not through small sipping. The Mephorshim point out it's not about how much you have in your stomach it, only, it's also about how you drink it. And therefore, says the Gemara, um, <clears throat> this is supporting Reish Lakish's uh, comment that when we do Nisu Chayayin, it's with the holes plugged up, we fill it up with the wine, and only then do we remove the plug at the bottom in order to let the wine drain out. Omar Rava, Rava said, Surba Meirabonon. If you have a tzurba meirabban and if you have a chashavarav and he doesn't have a lot of wine, so of the wine that he has, it's appropriate ligmagmue. It's appropriate for him to swallow it in larger sips and not in tiny sips. Rava akasa de birkasa igmagmue. When Rava would make a bracha on a cup of wine, he would always drink a, a significant amount and swallow it instead of small sips. <clears throat> And now we're going to jump into some Agaratas. We're about a third of the way down. Dorash Rava. Rava says, What does it mean when it says, How beautiful are your steps? Um, in the shoes, Bas Nadiv, the daughter of the Nadiv, of the noble one. How beautiful are the steps? Shall Yisrael of the Jews, Bishash Olam the Regal? Uh, we're darshaning this pasuk in Shir Hashirim that it's a beautiful thing when the Jews do Aliyah the Regel. What's Bas Nadiv? Why did the pasuk say Bas Nadiv? Says the Gemara, Bito shel Avram Avinu shenikra Nadiv, because Hakadosh Baruch Hu was referred to as Nadiv. Shenemar Nidive Amim Neesafu Am Elokei Avraham. That's Am Elokei Avraham, and it says Nadive. Okay, so we see that the pasuk refers to Avram as as a Nadiv, but the Gemara is a little bothered by this. Why is it that the Pasuk only spoke about Avram? Eloke Avram. What about the other of the of the four of our forefathers? Why only Avram? Elo Eloke Avram. Uh, 
um, because he was the first that engaged with uh, with new people. He's the first one uh, of the you know, the the father of monotheism for more of a secular uh, parlance. But because of that, he was uh, he was the one who started everything. Going back to a pasuk that we learned earlier, one third of the way down, Tana de Rav Anan. Rav Anan looked at the pasuk that we saw earlier, the hidden of the legs. Why would the Torah be compared to the Yerach, to the thigh? Lomar Lach to say, my Yerach Beseser, just like one's thighs should be hidden. After Torah Beseser, so too, when one learns Torah, it should be hidden. Here, the Maharsha writes that one should not. Um, uh, learn Torah in the marketplace. You shouldn't learn Torah in a place that's like super flashy uh, because of Yuhara, because it looks like a little bit like you're a Baal Gaiva. So one should learn in an appropriate place, in a base medrash. They should be learning in a shir. They should be learning in a normal place. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the example would be to, to sit on a roller coaster and learn a daf Kamara. I don't know. You have to ask a shala. Maybe you should memorize it a little bit. Don't know. But that's what the Gemara says, is that it's not appropriate to do uh, to, to learn Torah in, in that public of a form. doesn't mean that there should be bittel Torah, just uh, the question of ideal forms of learning. And this idea is implied from Rebbe Lazar as well. What does the Pasuk mean? That a person should know what is good. What Hashem is asking from you. That you should do mishpat. You should do things that are right. You should love doing kindness. And you should walk um, with modesty before a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Let's darshan the Pasuk halfway down. That's to uphold halacha. To do kind things for other people. What does it mean to, to, uh, to walk in a Kodesh Baruch Hu's, uh, toward a Kodesh Baruch Hu with modesty? That should be done with a degree of... Uh, a degree of tznias, and as well, making sure that a kala can get to the chuppah, that as well should be done with And from Rebbe Lazar, we have the following kalvachomer. Just like things that are done in public, the burial of a particular person, or just like those things are done, typically they're done in public. And even there under those circumstances, there the Torah said that one should be modest, one should be humble in the way that they do that. All the more so things that a person should do that are private, uh, like learning Torah, all the more so they should be done. Halfway down. Now let's create a hierarchy of our values. This is something that the outside world lacks, and it's something that Baruch Hashem, we are zocha to have as part of our tradition. It's better to, to give charity, it's better to give tzedakah to poor people, more than giving korbanos. Shanaimar, as the Pasuk writes, it's more choice. HaKadosh Baruch Hu prefers that you do that than he does to bring a korban. An unbelievably powerful idea. It's also especially powerful in the times that we live in without a base amikdash. And if a person wants to, to do something better than bringing a korban, they should give tzedakah. This is totally separate of the chivim of Meiser, just the concept of giving tzedakah in general, that one is obligated to do so. Forget all of that. There's a perk, which is that it's more powerful, it's more ratui to a Kaddish Baruch Hu than a Zavach. That's unbelievable. So here's our pecking order. It's good to bring korbanos. It's better to give tzedakah. But there's nothing better so far on our list. There's nothing better than doing chesed. 
How do we know that that's true? Shenemar, because the pasuk says, "You plant. Planting is equated to to giving charity, but harvesting is equated to chesed." And says the Gemara as follows: When a person plants seeds in the ground, We don't know what's going to happen. Could be a deluge and ruin all that. We don't know what's going to happen to the food. It could be a drought. So when you're planting, we don't know. But Adam Kotzer, but when a person is harvesting, put it in your mouth. You're able to eat right away. So says the Gemara, that's why Chesed, based on the Pasuk, that's why Chesed is Yoser Minat Saka. Even though that's true, they are intertwined. The Tzedaka and the Chesed are woven. They're both in the same Pasuk, the same Pasuk, but they're both in the same Pasuk to show you that they are intertwined. And the level of one can be made greater by the level of the other. We're two-thirds of the way down. The rabbis have taught us. There are at least three areas, three areas, I should say, where the where we see that that kindness in giving to others is greater than giving charity. Number one, a person can give charity uh, with their resources, with their money, with uh, with things that they own. But when you're being kind to someone, that's true whether or not uh, you give money. You can just be nice to someone, invite them for a meal, whatever it is. You could do you just uh, go over and say hello to someone who shoulder to cry on. So therefore, that's difference number one is that tzedakah, to be Yotze Tzedakah, it has to be of your resources. There's many ways to fulfill that. Tzedakah is to people, it's what people are lacking. So when people are lacking, then you can fill the void in their lives, granted. But you could do to anyone. It doesn't have to be to someone who's poor. It doesn't have to be to someone who's rich. It could be to anyone. And then the third distinction is tzedakah l'chaim. When a person gives charity to be yotze, the mitzvah of tzedakah, you have to give it, obviously, to someone who is alive. However, a person can do chesed, as we're familiar with the phrase of chesed shel emes. Uh, so there are phrases like that where you're doing something with no reciprocity, per se, in this world. You're doing a chesed for a mace, and you're not getting anything back. So that's how chesed is more powerful in these three ways. Anyone who does charity and who does mishpat, who enforces the, the halacha, does the, does the right thing. It's as if they filled the whole world with chesed. I says the Gemara, if that's true, maybe someone will say like, hey, I could, I could short the whole system. As long as I do a couple things right, Hashem will be happy with me. I'm not going to keep halach. I'm not going to be from. I'm not going to do the ratz and Hashem at large. But I can be mile as kola olam. I'm going to do a little tzedakah over here and a little mishpat. So it says the Gemara, Hashem atomar kola balikbots kofets. Anyone who wants to jump on the train can jump on the train, and all of a sudden you're Mr. Righteous, Rabbi Righteous. That's not possible. Says the Gemara, no. Ma yokar chastachayelokim. The chesed is yakar. It's very precious to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. It's a lofty level. You can't just jump on the bandwagon when you're in the mood and you want to just check a box. It's elo. All of a sudden, we're going to start to be stark and stuck on chesed. No, it's, a, it's hard to reach these levels. And therefore, you have to work for it. Uh, so that's what the Gemara says, is that not everyone can chaparayim. So what about the flip side? What about the people who are yore shamayim? Yochalaf yore shamayim came. Maybe we should say that for those who are yore shamayim, that they may still have a hard time reaching this level. Of, uh, of doing tzedakah and mishpat that would bring about 
the equivalence of bringing chesed to the whole world. Talmud Lomar, that that's not a concern. The chesed Hashem me'olam ve'ad olam al yireyav. No, the chesed of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that can happen with those who have yiras shamayim. They're able to do that. So the point is that it has to be authentic. If you're looking to, to bring about tzedakah and mishpat in order to result in the chesed that you want, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should see you as such a bal chesed, it's not stum. It's not, it's not just uh, to be flaky about it. I, I don't keep 610 of the mitzvahs. I keep three. But during yellow, I, I, it's good to do the mitzvahs, but don't, uh, don't think you're going to reach that dargah just because you decided right now I'm going to do it. It's part of a culture of, of observance. And when you're a yaresh which is the epitome of, of that observance, when one actually has real yaresh so then they're able to reach that level. Amar Rebichama. Bar Papa, call Adam Sheyesh Alav Chain, and some people change this to Chesed because, as we'll see, the Pasik doesn't have the word Chain in it. it says the Gemara, anyone who has Chain or Chesed, uh, it seems to be that he should be a Yare Shemaim. doesn't say Chain in the Pasik, so that's why it's Mashma, like the Dfus Yashon, like some, I think it's a Dfus Yashon, it says it's from the Shla, the Shla Kadosh, not from a Dfus Yashon, uh, but uh, the Shla writes that the language here should be. Chesed and Achin based on the pasuk. Bamer Abelazar, last pasuk for the night with two different explanations. My what does the pasuk mean when it says Pia Pascha B'chachma V'Soras Chesed Alashona? That Pia Pascha B'chachma, that her mouth opens with wisdom and Torah Chesed Alashona. So what does that mean? V'Chayesh Torah Torah Shel Chesed V'Chayesh Torah Sheinah Shel Chesed. What does that mean? There's Torah that is part of loving kindness and Torah that's not part of loving kindness. That's impossible. The whole thing is So what does that what does the Pasik mean? Ella, Torah Lishma, when a person learns Torah for the right reasons, Kirva Selukim Litov, you want to understand a Kodesh Hu better, and that's purely why you're learning Torah. Zoe Torah Shel Chesed. That's exactly right. That would be Torah Shel Chesed if you learn for the right reasons. And Shalol if a person is learning Torah, which is a beautiful thing. Afalpi, that it's Shalol Okay, you're still learning Torah, but you don't get to be in the category of Torah Chesed. Zohi Torah She'ena Shel Chesed. And Ika Amri, some learn this pasuk of Pia Pascha B'chochma, a little bit different, three lines from the bottom. Some say Torah Lelamda, if you're learning Torah in order to teach it, Zoe Torah Shel Chesed, because then you're giving to others. Masha'in Kain, Shalol Lelamda, Zoe Torah She'ena Shel Chesed. If a person is uh, learning Torah, but not to teach to others, then this is considered to be Torah. It doesn't, it doesn't reach that plateau of being chesed. We're going to stop here two lines from the bottom. Tomorrow night, we're going to have our Thursday night dafyomi at the home of Ari Shabbat, after which we will hear uh, from Rabbi Robinson, wishing you all a beautiful night.